are now rocking with the best. Who's the boxing shoulders knocking out the competition? The Kick Ass Podcast that make you want to listen. The place where boxing fans and fighters rejoice. Thumbs up for Richie, you're listening to the fighter's voice. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fighter's Voice Kick-Ass Podcast. Our guest tonight is the former 140-pound junior welterweight champion of the world, ladies and gentlemen, the Rigaru man himself, Regis Prograis. Welcome to the show, Regis. How are we doing, my man? I'm always good, bro. You know how it is. Always, always good, you know. Yeah, you're always good, huh? Always you know what? good. Before we get into anything, man, I got to ask you, man. I mean, you posted something the other day. It said $5,000 down the drain. All, all I saw was, was like the pipes of a, of a Jeep or a buggy or something. Tell us what happened, what went down, and did you rescue it? So I, um, so what happened, bro? Yeah, it's a fucking crazy story. Um, let me get up right quick. Let me change the angle. So um, what, I, what I did, bro, I was fucking... Um, I went drive my go-kart at a, probably a horrible time and we was moving and shit like that. I might've buy another crib or whatever. So we was moving and I went, took my go-kart out for just a little ride. And, um, fucking, I, I was going real fast and the motherfucker, it was drifting and it, it, it ended up drifting to one side. And so I thought I was going to flip over and then I, I turned the wheel that way and it was going so fast that I just flipped in the fucking water. I was like literally upside down in the go-kart in the water, you know. So if I would have had my seatbelt on, bro, you probably wouldn't even be here from me for, for, from me right now. But yeah, um, luckily I didn't have my seatbelt on. So I just I kind of just swam out and you know, swam out the go-kart and I was I was good. But yeah, bro, it was it was a it was a it was a fucking crazy little, you know, crazy thing I did. So you had your seatbelt on or you did not? I didn't have my seatbelt on. If I did have it on, I would. I was under the water upside down. Oh, okay, yeah. So if I didn't have the fucking belt on, I don't know what, you know, I mean, I, I could hold my breath for a long time. So, you know, maybe <laughs> I would have, you know, maybe something would have happened, but yeah, I don't know, bro. I mean, yeah, but yeah, that was, yeah, fucking $5,000 down the drain. I got it told to a shop, so maybe they can fix it for me. But if not, yeah, $5,000 down the drain, so whatever well you know what uh five thousand dollars uh probably easier said than done can be replaced but the rigaroo man himself cannot be replaced there's only one of a kind right 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 exactly yeah so during during that that time was there a flash like people say or was it just a, a rush for you and you're like oh man I, i'm going in the water or were you thinking this is it, it? it. no I, I didn't think that was it or nothing like that you know i, I definitely didn't think like that i just was like I don't know. I, I'm I'm always calm. Every situation I'm calm in. So it wasn't like I'm about to, I didn't, I didn't think I'm about to die or nothing like that, to be honest. It just was like, uh, well, you know, it happens and I, I'm, I'm calm. I was calm about it. So I was, I wasn't really tripping too much. You have a lot of experience on, on that rush, like that roller coaster rush, so to speak. You know, um, you, you, you sent me a, a YouTube video, man, and I was enjoying it. I, I, I love the production. I love the music. And, uh, you know, when you're in the swamp, you, you're shooting, uh, you're eating good food, uh, you're out yeah. the, uh, in the middle of nowhere. E even the dog made a cameo. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, we, we do all kinds of shit, bro. Like, um, I, I mean, that's the thing is, bro, I've been doing shit forever. I've been doing stuff like that forever. It's just like, it's kind of what people want to see. So now I started, I mean, I've been had a YouTube channel, but now 
I kind of got somebody that's following me around to, you know, to capture all that content. Cause I've been doing all this type of shit. I've been traveling, taking trips, doing all that shit with all my partners. And we, I just live a fun ass life. Basically I'm what I am, bro. I'm a, I'm a very, I didn't even know what I was until somebody told me I'm very impulsive. I'm a very, very impulsive person. So I just do things just because I want to, I can look at something and be like, I know I don't, I'm not, I'm not a good person at planning. Nothing. I don't, I'm not good at planning. I just, I'm very impulsive and I just, just do things. So, you know, um, so yeah, bro, that's what happened. I'm just, yeah, I'm just a fucking impulsive ass person. I, but you're also a thinker. I mean, you're always thinking. You, you don't just react without thinking because when you bought that $600 Creed bottle of cologne and you try to sell you this uh, $1,200 one, you're like, hey, hey, pump the brakes a little bit. Well, I'm, 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 let's see, let's see how to explain this. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm tight with my money, but yeah, it, I, I just think I think a little more. Like if I don't need something, that I ain't gonna fucking do. I ain't gonna fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? If I don't need it, then you know. But sometimes I do it depends. I waste money on a lot of bullshit too. Cause you said the twelve hundred dollar bottle of fucking cologne, I just wasted. I just threw five thousand dollars down the drain with a fucking go kart. You know. So and really, I bought that shit for my fucking son. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, I, I bought it for him and shit like that. And I just kind of just threw it down the drain. So whatever. Well, hopefully, hopefully it gets fixed. But I, I mean. Regis, I, I see a surreal show already coming. These networks, they're, they're, they're gonna, um, they're gonna pitch something to you, and I think so, bro. I think I'm gonna. Have, I definitely think that I will. I definitely think I'll have a show. Oh no, 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 sure. no! You're definitely gonna have a show. Every time I interview somebody or I bring you up, I'm always constantly, constantly. If you look at every interview I do that I bring you up, I said this man lives life like it's his last day. He doesn't live reckless, but he lives life with appreciation. Where when your time comes, your casket is going to be so light because you use every single bone and, and energy and mindset that, that you have. You passion in all your gifts. You're, you're not wasting them. And God's blessing you with more adventurous ones. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just, I, just, I fucking, I just, I like to enjoy life, bro. That's what I like to do. I like to just enjoy life. So let's go on that. Let, let, let's give it a name because we talked about a cartoon also. Let's give it a name. What, what are we going to call it? The Adventures of the Rigaroo, uh, uh, Regis. Uh, what are we going to call it? The Adventures of the Rugaroo. Yeah, that's out there. The Adventures, yeah, I think of, the the Adventures of the Rugaroo. Well, right now it's Rugaroo Life TV, you know, and whatever. Whatever happens, happens, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Hey, you're going to get a pitch. I, I'm telling you, you are. Give me, text me when, when you get that pitch. Say, Rich, check, check it out. They're offering me this contract, man. Oh, it's already it's a done deal. It's definitely, it's gonna happen, bro. I already know it's gonna happen. And you know what's gonna be badass though? When it does happen, every episode you're walking around rocking this shirt right here, my man. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's... Oh, you have to pay me for that one, then, brother. Oh my god! Oh, you know, you hey, have Regis, to pay me iron, for that, iron huh? sharpens iron, my man. You know, you have to pay me for that, right? We can work something out, Regis. If yeah, that's what it takes, out, then then we, yeah. then we can work something out. Just remember, I, I started with you before you. Uh, it was even an idea, but but the Rigaroo is running with it from the ground up, man. I feel what you're saying, bro. I feel it. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we could definitely work something out. I could do something for you, too. Yeah, right. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll make it happen. We'll see what's up. Yeah, definitely. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, let me get some water here. Kind of, kind of caught me off guard there, but I could well, definitely cool. see this happening. And, and also the cartoon yeah, like you talked about. I'll finish Hey, that's a machine. I'm winning by one point. Go ahead. Go try to beat it. One point, bro. Go ahead. 
Oh, you playing a video yeah. game? Playing chess. Are you playing chess? Yeah, I play chess on the phone. Regis, why is that a lot of people want to fight you, right? You do, because you call yourself the, the, the cash cow. Okay. I think I don't think a lot of people wants to fight me. I think people talk shit and say they want to fight me, but people don't want to fight me. Nobody's saying my name, bro. I don't. I really don't think nobody wants to fight me. People say they want to fight, but people don't want to fight me, bro. To be honest, I'm high risk and low reward. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm, my name is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, but people don't want to fight me, bro. People say they do. People say they will, and they say they do. But when they get the opportunity to fight, they don't want to fuck with me. They know because every fight I'm in, I'm coming to destroy you. I'm coming to fuck you up. And that's what I do. I train my ass up. I train year round. Um, I bust my ass in the gym every single day. This is what I do. Like besides living life and doing all that shit I like to do and just having fun, I train every fucking day. So in and, and most fighters, they don't. Most fighters don't train every day. Most fighters train only when it's time for a training camp, when they got to fight. Me, on the other hand, I'm training every fucking single day. You know what I'm saying? I'm always trying to get better. So people say they do, but it's all cap. And I got proof that it's all cap on anybody that say they want to fight me. Well, and, you, and, and I'm going to talk about that. And, and when you do train, you're barefooted, hitting freaking tires in the garage. It doesn't matter. You'll just wake up and just happen to pass by the garage. And you're not going to let that look go to waste. You just start tagging the tire, man, and, and, and you get your sweat on. So I believe you. It's not your typical method, but you're always training and doing something. Right. I'm still doing something. Right. I mean, look, that's when I do that, when I record that, that's like shit in the garage. I mean, I might go like out there for like 20 or 30 minutes. That's not even a part of my real training. That's just something like I just like. That's just some shit I just like to do. Like I'll be doing like I'll watch a fight on TV. Like, of course, I watched the Josh Taylor Ramirez fight. Literally, I, went, I don't know if people saw my live. I went train, bro. I literally I went run. And I fucking hit the bag for about an hour after I watched that fight. And I had a party at my house that night. And I just left everybody at the party. And I went fucking run. And I went I went train. I went hit the bag. Um, they had Devin Haney and Lenares fight the last weekend or whatever it was. Right after that, I went train. I just get motivated. And it's like, fuck, I feel like training. I feel like doing stuff. So the stuff I record, that's not even a part of my routine at the gym. You know, that's not, I don't even record that type of shit. To be honest, I don't even bring my phone inside the real boxing gym. But you know, that shit that be seeing me do, like, that's, that's like, all extra work, bro. I just feel like doing it at the moment. Since you brought those two fights up, um, why is it because of one punch and one flurry, De Devin Haney's getting getting some 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 uh, some backsplash? I mean, I thought he, he, he fought well. He fought, he, listen, bro, he, I, listen, he fought well, but a lot of people say he got exposed, you know, his chin and stuff like that. You know, he got hurt, bro. He definitely, yeah. he definitely got hurt. And it's just, like, how... For Lenares and Lars is getting old and shit, but he hurt him, but he just didn't jump on him. Like you hurt him, and then you fucking throwing a jab. And you, of course, it's all I'm a fighter, so it's always different when you're in there. But for me, bro, every fight when I hurt somebody, I see blood, I smell blood. I'm trying to fucking kill you. And for me, why didn't Lenares do that? Why didn't he jump on him? Devin Haney was really hurt. Now, of course, he got on the interview and he said, Stop. Of course, he got on the interview and he was like, Nah, I wasn't hurt, and I took a good shot and all that. He said he wasn't hurt, nah, bro. That's hurt. bullshit, bro. He definitely was hurt. And then that round after that, he didn't recover for the whole fucking round. Lenora should have jumped on him. Lenora's probably could have pulled a major upset if he would have jumped on him. You know what I'm saying? So that don't get me wrong, Devin, but he's he's a beautiful boxer and all that stuff, but he got hurt. So a lot of people was gonna be looking, you know, a lot of people's gonna be looking like shit. All right, this motherfucker, he can get hurt. You know, he he survived it or whatever, but you know, he he was he was seriously hurt. And that's by Lenares. And Lars, Lenares is a big punch and stuff like that. But that, of course, Lenares is, you know, he's on the end of his career and stuff like that. So 
Um, imagine if you put him in there with, you know, bigger punches. I don't know. Devin Haney's a very good talent. He's a great talent, but, you know, he, he got hurt by Lenora. So people always going to have that in the, in the back of their head. I think he's a work in progress. Of course, he's definitely a work in progress. He's young. He's a young kid. So he's definitely a work in progress, you know. Um, I definitely think he's a work in progress and stuff like that. You can't say, because some people say he got exposed. And I don't think he got, you can't say he got exposed by one fight. Everybody, most people want to fucking judge by one fight. A lot of people want to do it. They want to look at one fight. Oh, he's this, he's that big based on one fight. People get better, you know, people get better as as it goes along. But that's how it is in the in the in the combat sports, especially in boxing, they're unforgiving. The fans are very unforgiving. They 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 act like one fight is who you really are, you know. So I mean that's just how it is. So all Devin Handy gotta do is come back next time, fight somebody and whoop their ass, and ain't nobody gonna be saying nothing no more. Who who did he remind you of at all? Anybody? Any throwback fighter at all that he reminded you of? I can't say throwback, brother. I, I mean, for me, no disrespect to nobody, but for me, the throwback fighters was the the shit to me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I cannot, I cannot put these a new school fighter in that same era, in that same category. Is these I look up to old school fighters, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it, somebody like an old school fighter, um, is somebody great, you know, like a Pacquiao, Floyd, you know, Canelo, you know, that's like old school fighters. I can't, you know, right now, a lot of new school fighters, they I can't even compare them to those old school fighters, bro. For me, those flashes of, of a young Terry Norris, for me, anyways. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw the jail, kind of, you know, a young Terry Norris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- listen, bro, De- Devin Haney is fucking fantastic. His skills are, you know, he has phenomenal skills, bro, you know, but sometimes, you know, those, sometimes that dog has to come out. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes those skills, they that dog got to come out. You got to have that dog. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to have that fucking dog in you, you know, and he, 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 I mean, he, he did he did what he had to do against Lenares, but he, he going to have more of those contests. He going to have more yeah. dog fights. You know, you just got to see what's going to happen. <laughs> The dog came in right on cue. Now, right. hey, stop. You, you, you brought up the Ramirez-Taylor fight. You had a party after the verdict, after the, uh, the fight was going on. Uh, you, you left the party. You took off running. Did you change or you just said, you know what? I, I need some me time. I changed my clothes. I changed my clothes for sure. I, I had jeans on and, you know, I had all that type of show, jeans on and fucking Balenciagas and all that shit. On. So I definitely changed. I went to my running shit. I put on my workout shit and then you know I went I went run I, I hit about I, I I couldn't count but usually that distance I run probably like four miles and then I hit the you know I hit my tires and stuff like that for about 20 30 minutes. What was that thought process like going when you were running? Because because it, it's a serenity sometimes running. It's a relief. It's therapeutic. It but, is, but I know you were focused on that one. What yeah, was it, going it, your it was it was therapeutic, bro. And I just I mean listen, bro. Honestly. I just felt like it should have been me. You know, I watched the Taylor fight and I beat him. I just really think I beat him. Of course, a lot of people, some people agree with me, some people disagree with me, bro, but I definitely beat him. When I fought him, I definitely beat him for sure. You know, if it was, if that fight was here in America, I definitely would have won that fight because a lot of, I was looking at, I looked at it with the sound on, the sound off. I looked at it a few times and I definitely beat him, bro. Like a lot of those punches he was throwing, I made a miss. I was, you know, blocking or making a miss, and I heard the fucking the commentators like, "Oh, he's landing this," and you know, no, don't get me wrong, he hit me. It was a it was a good action fight, and it was going back and forth. But a lot of times, I was making a miss, and I definitely was, you know, more effective. And I still got the stats. You know, I, I got the stats in my phone. Like I out punched him, and I outlanded him. You know, I, I and more power punches, and so 
if you look at the stats and all that shit, and you know, I was making a miss and all that, bro. I definitely, for me, I, I definitely think I beat him. You know, and now he's like pound for pound, and it's like, you know, that's yeah, okay. But I'll take it, man. I mean, my, at, actually, my stock went up. You know, so they saw like fucking that motherfucker really beat him, and he's pound for pound. Now, now he's pound for pound number five, like top top five or something like that. So, yeah, but I, I definitely thought I'd beat him. So that was your thought process when you were jogging. Were you replaying the Ramirez fight in your head, watching them back it was, and forth? I wasn't kind of replaying it. It was, just, it was just something. It was just motivation, you know. Like, damn, I really beat this motherfucker is undisputed, and I really beat him. You know, it just happened. It just happened at the wrong circumstances and. To be honest, bro, at the time, I just didn't have – I don't want to disrespect anybody, but I didn't have the right – I didn't have the, the power on my side that I need, you know, to in that fight. So, you know, I was like the major, major underdog going to a whole different fucking country, which I should have never went to. But I don't regret it, you know, because, like, now my stock went up. So it's just like I feel like – and and I'm and I, I'm getting way – I got way better than that Taylor fight. At the Taylor fight, you know, I looked at the, my fighting style. It just was – it just it was okay, but it just wasn't good. Now I got way, way fucking better. So it's just motivation to where like, bro, I'm gonna be a world champion again at one for other. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, okay. And if somebody gets butthurt about it or, or not, I'm not, I'm asking a fair question, okay. Josh Taylor's getting ready to fight somebody, whoever that somebody is. What advice would you offer that somebody? Give us three pinpoints because you wrote the blueprint. Listen, bro, you can't. It's, it's, it's certain fighters that can do certain things. So I can't write the blueprint on what I did and what somebody else should do because they might not have the same, they might not have the same tools that I have. I'm very durable. I can take a fucking punch. You can hit me with a fucking sledgehammer, bro. I'm going to, I'm going to still be, I might be a little fucked up, but I'm still going to be right here. Um, And I hit hard and I'm strong and I can fight all fucking day. And, you know, and I'm defensive. I can be real defensive. Uh, most people don't have those tools. So I can't tell people, how to fight a certain person because I can't I can't give you my tools if that makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Like if somebody say, if if if, if you exploit that same question, how to do this, how to do that, he can't he can't give you that blueprint because he's special, you know, and he can't tell you how to be like him. And same thing with me. I can't tell nobody how to be like me, you know. Um, so it's it's hard for me to like offer that because listen, to beat somebody like Josh Taylor, you have to have my you have to have my physicality, you have to be strong. And you have to have a lot of grit and you have to have a lot of fight in you and you have to be durable because Josh Taylor is strong. He's big. He does hit after the bet. He's a little dirty sometimes. And, you know, he's fucking tough. He's tough as shit. So if, you, if you're not tough like him, you might not last. He might, and he's strong too. So he might knock your ass out. You know, like he fucking, you know, he knocked a lot of motherfuckers out. So um, I can't really give people the blueprint because you got to have some tools in you that if you don't got them, you're not going to beat them. What did you see in the Ramirez fight? As it, what did you see after four rounds? What did you see? It was back and forth, bro. It was it was back and forth action. You know what I'm saying? It was back. It was a lot of back and forth action. The only thing that separated, I mean, it was it was, bro. It was for me. It was a it was it was close. It was back and forth. But this thing that separated was those those knockdowns. You know what I'm saying? Those knockdowns. He hurt him with those knockdowns. In in my eyes, a lot of people might disagree, but in my eyes, I think that I thought that he should have. That 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 count was long, you know. Now I saw that on the other side, the Ramirez side, they said that Josh Taylor hit him after the bell. He hit him after the break, but and Kenny Bayless let that happen. But then after that, Kenny Bayless, when he did drop him with that uppercut, 
Kenny Bayless gave him a long time to recover. You know, if it was real 10 seconds, that would have been a knockout. He would have definitely knocked him out, you know. So, um, but, I mean, he looked like, bro, he, he didn't look nothing special to me or nothing like that. It just was, you know, he was Josh Taylor being Josh Taylor, but he was too much for Ramirez. He was too big. He was too strong for him. And he had too much confidence going into the fight. And the main thing is that he got in he got in Ramirez's head. He got in his head for sure. He 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 talked to him. He taunted him. And Ramirez never he never lets nobody get in his head. Ramirez is a fucking nice. Everybody know you know Ramirez is a real nice guy. And he doesn't talk. And he just goes out there and fight. And you know with with that yeah with that he definitely got in his head. And um, Josh Taylor got in his head for sure. When you fight him again, or when Ramirez fights him again, or when somebody fights them, him, and we're gonna move on off this after this. It's just the, the questions are falling on, on my lap right now. How do you avoid that? How do you counter that? Or hey, I'm expecting you to come and cross the line. I'm, I'm way. I think I'm, my skill wise, bro. I think I'm just way better. Listen, with Ramirez, he got in Ramirez's head. With me, he got in my head. I will, I will tell people the honest truth. With me. He definitely got in my head. And I told a few people this already, a few interviewers. We had the press conference on a Thursday. And at the press conference, he touched my belts. I had my belts on my shoulder. He I saw that. He touched my belts. And, I saw that. And it, it caught me off. It really, it caught me off guard. And I want to fucking kill him right there. But it caught me off guard. It was like fast. And he was like laughing around with it. So it was like he touched my belts. He disrespected me, but he was playing with it, you know, and it kind of pissed me off and it caught me off guard right then and there. And so at that moment, I just thought, I want to fuck this boy up. You know, I just want to fuck him up. That's it. I want to fuck him up. I want to hurt him. That's all. I, I'm not really worried about boxing. I want to hurt him, you know, because he did touch my belt. Now, um, and it's the same thing, bro. It, mental warfare is a motherfucker. Mental warfare is real. It's the same thing with Sugar Ray Leonard in, in Duran. Duran cursed his wife out. He wanted to get under his skin. And he did. He called the bitch. He called the this. He his wife, his family, his bush, his brothers and shit. He got under his skin. So he made him fight his fight. Josh Taylor did the same thing with me. You know, he he made me, he he made me fight his fight. I still think I won that fucking fight. But if I would if I would just been small and outboxed him, I would I think I would have fucking knocked him out. I really think I would have knocked him out. I really damaged him bad. Like the corner was gonna stop. I looked at the fight. And between rounds, you can see defeat in his eyes. You know, he was hanging on. He was just hanging on. Between rounds, you can see me growing confidence and confidence. One, and I'm not going to lie, I'll be totally honest with you. One round, I had a lot of defeated. I think it was after the, he had a big round. One of the rounds, it was a big round. He just fucked me up. One round, he just, he, he hit me with a lot of shots. He fucked me up. And after that, I just, my confidence just grew real fucking big. My nuts just dropped and. My, you know, my confidence, you know, my confidence got higher and stuff like that. And that's when my, in the corner, every time I go to the corner, I just got more, I got more, my heart grew bigger and bigger and his heart was getting smaller and smaller and smaller, but he still was there, you know? So yeah, bro, that's how that happened. Man, there it is from, from the man himself. Listen, there, there's, as you know, I had Maurice Mo Hooker on, on the show last week and, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, I spoke yeah. to him at the fight. He was at the fight. Yeah. Uh, I met, you know, I was talking to him and his manager, very nice people, class act, very soft-spoken. When, when I brought your name up about the fight on how it fell through, you know, I first talked about, about the weight, you know, how uh, the weight wasn't uh, met accordingly. 
but but yet he he still had something to say. He had something to say, um, you know, about you. Which which you caught that. I mean, it, it wasn't uh, anything negative, according to him. I mean, he he laid it out the way it needed to be laid out. You know that. You know there was some things that was text or or on Twitter. Uh, your reaction after after you guys were just according to him just sitting side by side. Besides that, what's your whole take on 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 Maurice Hooker? I mean, is that still a possibility? Is it some unfinished this is, business? Bro. I think the fans listen, really want to know. Honestly, listen, Maurice Hooker needs me. I don't need him now. Maurice Hooker been knocked out twice already. He quit. He fucking um Jose laid his ass out. He knocked him the fuck out in front of all his hometown people in front of Dallas. All his people, he knocked his ass out. And then in Dallas again, he got knocked out by fucking Virgil, you know? So for me, bro, Maurice Hooker is fall goods. Throw him away. He's done. I, I definitely think he's done. He's been knocked out twice. I definitely would fight him again. Yeah, I say again. We fought in the amateurs, if you didn't know that. So we did fight. We fought before in the amateurs. But so I will fight him. Um, but at 147, everybody knows my plans, but I want to be a champion again at 140. So Maurice Hooker is like, just like leave me the fuck alone, bro. I like leave me alone, bro. I'm going to be a champion at 140. You don't see that. I want to fight at 140. I want to be a champion at 140. I'm not even thinking about moving up to 147 right now. I want to be a champion at 140. And it's just like a lot of shit. Like, bro, we text this dude, bro. Like, we text him. I, we FaceTime him, bro. It's none of that. And I saw like, and so like, all right, the whole thing in Dallas. He talked about I was friendly in Dallas. Listen. They sat me and Maurice Hooker. I don't know if they did it on purpose. And so in Dallas, they for Mikey Garcia's fight against Jesse Vargas, they sat me and him right next to each other, right? And I kept it cordial. His he was with his girlfriend or his wife, right? So I'm a man at the end of the day. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck with you in front of your girl. Now I could have now he's saying all that. I could have fucked with you in front of your girl and started a whole commotion. I could have did that. So then look, we got in, we got in the ring. And uh, we got in the ring for do a face-off or something like that. And um, Dave Diamante, the ring announcer, he said, I think it's some, I think it's real animosity between y'all two. And I didn't say shit. And Maurice Hooker's like, nah, man, it's just business, man. It's just business. So he the one with all the friendly shit, bro. I'm like, I try to be respectful in front of your girl or whatever. And now, and now you like talking all that shit, bro. I just think for me, he said he don't do all the internet shit. Come on, bro. You see all that shit. Like you, you lying. Like for me, he just a he just a lame. You know what I'm saying? For me, he just a lame nigga that just want attention. That's all. He just want attention. Like he wants he wants to he want me to talk about. He want attention and shit like that. And it's like, bro, I'm not even worried about you. Like you spoil your goods, bro. Go to the back of the refrigerator or throw you away. You know what I'm saying? For me, and it's fucked up. But throw that throw him away, bro. He spoiled goods. I don't even want nothing to do with you. But I want to fight at 140. When I come up to 147, if you still there, if you whatever, then you know what I'm saying, then we can fight or whatever. If it's a if, if it's a if it's a good payday and if it's worth my time, then I'll do that. But right now, bro, like it just don't make like I'm fighting at 40. Like, why are you even calling me out? You know I'm fighting at 40. I'm not going to 147. What are you talking about? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's just all I think it's all bullshit. He just he wants some attention. Point of the fucking fact is he got knocked out twice. You got knocked out twice by two stable mates. And and both the both the times you got knocked out, it was in fucking Dallas, in your hometown. So tell him leave me the fuck alone. Cause this gonna be the third knockout in Dallas if he keep fucking with me. Wow, Regis. I mean, you're all business tonight. Yeah, bro. I mean, cause it's just like with him, 
it, it's just like he's the only one that just, you know, like keep fucking, you know, just keep talking, talking shit. It just for what, bro? Like, you know, I'm a fight at 140. Why are you even talking? You know, it's just like you, it's like clout chasing right now. Like, why are you even clout chasing? I don't even want you, you spoil goods. I don't even want to do, deal with you at all. You know what I'm saying? And then, so, and another thing, maybe he's talking about this. So we had the press conference. It was in Dallas. And at the press conference, bro, I'm not even gonna lie. I was tired as fuck. I had stayed up my, so I was living in LA at the time. And I had all my friends over at my house from New Orleans. They all flew in from New Orleans and we stayed up all night and I didn't want to go to press conference. I really, I just did not want to go to that. I did not want to go to Dallas to that press conference because all my fucking people was in New, from New Orleans. They came to my house in LA and we had a big ass party and they was partying for the whole weekend. And I had to go to fucking Dallas to go to this fight. And we ended up not fighting anyway. I had to go to Dallas just to do this press, this dumbass press conference that ended up the fight ended up not happening anyway. And it was just like, bro, I did not want to be there. And I was tired as fuck. I just got off the plane. And, like, I'm doing a press conference with him. I Like, and people could tell from my demeanor, like, they was asking me questions. I just was kind of half-assing it because I just didn't want, for me, I just didn't want, I didn't want to be there at all because all my people from New Orleans was, they was in my house in L.A. And I just didn't want to be there. So I was like, man, yeah, whatever, whatever. And all his partners was there talking. And I ended up talking to one of his partners and shit like that. Uh, like getting into it with his friends and all that type of shit. But yeah, bro, with him, bro, he he spoiled good, bro. End of the day, he spoiled good. He got knocked out twice. I know you're going to post a clip. When you post the shit, just tell him Maurice Hooker is spoiled good. He got knocked out twice by two stable mates. And um, stop fucking clout chasing, bro. I don't want nothing to do with you. When we fight, I'm going to be a champion again at 140. If you ever if you ever decide to come back down to 140, we can fight for some belts. But if you go if you stand at 147, listen, leave my fucking name out your mind. I don't want nothing to do with you. You spoil goods like that. Enough said. So let me ask you, Regis, who do you want to fight next? Well, what's next for, for Regis? Because I, 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 I have mean, questions coming in, but it's all the same question. Yeah, I'm I don't want to be a champion, bro. I want to be a champion to get at 140. So any listen. When I say anybody, I, I'm not one of those people that say anybody and don't mean anybody. Like when yeah. I say anybody at 140, I really mean it. You could throw anybody. I feel like I'm the best at 140, even though they got Josh Taylor. He just became undisputed. I felt like I beat Josh Taylor. And so you can put anybody in front of me, whoever. As long as it's for a belt, it's for the right amount of money and it's for a belt, you can put anybody in front of me. Bro, I train too hard to be fucking ducking anybody. So you can put anybody in front of me. I don't care. I'm going to fuck them up. Well, you know, the way this is going to work is, is he's going to defend at home. I mean, he wants to make that right. ring walk with all, right. all four of those belts, all five counting the ring, and, and he deserves so. And then he's going to move up dirt, to 147. So. Yeah. And then he's going to move up to 147, which tells me, us, the fans, we're getting a free tournament without the contract being signed. Because you, you're going to have Regis Pro Great fighting for about uh, Cepeda. Uh, you're going to have uh, Barboza. Ramirez, maybe Tank Davis, Theofimo Lopez, all those names are going to be in that mix. And us, the fans, unless big, giant, stupid-ass politics play a part, and you got somebody ranked number nine fighting number 17 for the WB something belt or the IB something belt. I mean, let's not do something stupid like that. Let's take advantage of these warriors floating around, these sharks waiting to devour these belts. So we're going to get a free tournament. But even Mikey Garcia is going to move down to 140. But I will say this, since I brought up Mikey Garcia, I know he doesn't like to do a catch weight, but 
I'm just kind of feeling if the name Regis Rigaru Pro Gray is mixed in that catchweight category, maybe at 144. I don't want, I don't want 144. Are you willing to share the ring with Mikey Garcia? Of course. I'm only saying this because I'm playing matchmaker. That would be one hell of an explosive fight. That would be without a, that would any be a belt. Big fight. Right. Without that any would, belt on the line. Of course, that definitely will be a big fight. That definitely, I think, I think so. I think me and Mikey, you know, eventually one day me and him probably will fight, you know. So um, yeah, maybe a catch weight, whatever. Um, but like I, I said, bro, my my plan is to be a champion at 140. It's just something I just want to do before I go up to 147. But you know, if they offer me a catch weight with Mikey at 143 or 144, I don't want to go too high because I want to try to stay around 140 and stuff like that. So if they offer me some type of catch weight, then then yeah, bro, I, I'm I'm up for it. I'm cool. Mikey is, I think, you know, I think that'll be a hell of a fight. The fans will want to see that. But you know what? Like, Let's do it for me and Mikey. Let's do it for the belts. You know, I think that me and Mikey deserve to do it for the belts. We got names to, a, you know, we can do it for the belts, not just the money, but let's do it for the belts. You know, I know we can, I know both of us can make a shitload of money fighting each other, of course, but how about we, I think, let's do it at one for, if he can make 140, which he probably can, and I, you know, I can make 140, then I think that we should do it for the belts and it could be that much bigger. You guys are both free agents. This fight can be, it's just a matter of sitting. You guys can actually sit down together and make this happen. Right. Probably so. Yeah. We're going to have to do something. One of these days, I'm going to see if Mikey's up for it. I've never done this before. Maybe we'll, maybe one of these days, I'll get both you guys on, on the show at the same time. And we can agree and make this happen. It don't happen like that, bro. It sounds easy. I'm not gonna lie, it do sound easy like that, but it don't happen <laughs> like that. It sounds easy. Yeah, we agree, of course. Mikey, we can we can talk right now. You know, we all got the same, we all cool with the same people. I can call Mikey right now. Let's fight. You know, it don't happen like that. At the end of the day, you know, it, it just it just don't happen like that. Hey, well, I'm just letting you know wish, that, that I'm that I'm more than willing to accommodate both of you. Yeah, I wish, I wish, I wish it can, I wish we could happen like that. I wish we can call each other on the phone. Hey, let's fucking fight. It don't happen like there's more. It's a lot more behind the scenes that, that that's involved than you would think it is. A lot of shit that's going on behind the scenes. But I wish it could happen like that. Will that be your toughest fight today? Mikey, I don't know. You don't know until you fight him. You know, Mikey is a fucking probably so. You know, Mikey is a fucking good ass fighter, bro. Tough as shit. So, you know, maybe so. It, it, it potentially could be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know until I get in the ring with him. That's fair, fair enough. Speaking of getting in the ring, I'm going to talk about this. Can't help but not talk about this. I mean, this Sunday, you know, there's an event uh, going taking place. Floyd Money Mayweather, he's sharing uh, the ring with uh, Logan Paul. What's your take on the whole event, and 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 how do you see it materializing? Man, Floyd will beat the fuck out that boy, man. Floyd will t- punish him. I don't. I, who? The thing is, Floyd is a fuck. First off, Floyd is a legal bank robber, bro. He's making hundred million dollars fighting a fucking YouTuber that lost to another YouTuber. Logan yeah. Paul already lost to KSI. Like yeah. I don't fucking Floyd, the one of the greatest fighters of all time, is fighting him. I don't care how he could be three hundred pounds, bro. He's still gonna lose, bro. They talk about the side. And look, I had the crazy thing today. I had a um, uh, you know, when I was getting my hair done, the girl said she kept saying, "Yeah, but, but." It's no buts, bro. How the fuck is he gonna beat Floyd? It's no buts about this, but they keep saying, but this, but that, but this. Like, it's no buts, bro. He's not gonna touch Floyd. You talk about, bro, you talk about Cotto and Canelo 
in Peck, y'all, in Shane Mosley, in Diego Carras, and Ricky Head. If they couldn't beat Floyd, how the fuck is Logan Paul going to beat him? Like, it's not making sense, you know? But people, it, it's good. I guess it's a good thing because nobody will watch. If people if people didn't think Logan Paul can beat him, who, nobody's going to watch. Nobody will watch. I don't even, Logan Paul know he can't beat no Floyd. He could beat Floyd Miller, bro. Come on, bro. It's no blueprint to beat him. How the fuck can you beat him? It's no blueprint. I don't care how big you are. That size ain't good. People think muscles win fights. Muscles don't win fights, bro. It don't at all. It, it, it just doesn't. So, yeah, that's that's insane. But, hey, more power to Floyd, bro. Hopefully I can get to a point one day in my career to where I can do the same shit. I can beat up some fucking YouTubers and make $100 million, you know, every other fuck every three, four years or something like that. I, man, that will be awesome. Are you willing to share the ring with the, with, with any one of the uh, Logan brothers or any YouTuber out there? Of that course, I fight any one of them. Yeah, Logan or Jake or whatever. Yeah, I fight. They're not. They're not referring, bro. Now listen, Jake Paul is good for three fights. Don't get me wrong. Jake Paul, they got some. They got some motherfuckers that's worse for sure. So Jake Paul is actually okay to have three fights. Jake Paul is actually okay. He's not. He's not terrible. You know, he's actually okay and he trains hard. So. You know, that's a good thing. But, you know, not you can't compare them to fucking, you know, you can't compare them to, like, a real fucking, you know, real fighters. That's all. That's always a difference, you know? So, I mean, he might fucking, I he got, hey, stop. He might fucking get, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Tyron Woodley. You know, he was a fucking great UFC fighter. Now, I don't know how his hands was, but the whole Ben Askren thing, bro, I knew that. I knew that shit was going to happen like that. Ben Askren came to get paid. He didn't give a fuck about no fight. And he was a horrible striker, so they did the right thing with him. Now Tyron Woodley, I don't know about his hands. I don't know. I don't know too much about him, but I know. I think he was a five-time world champion, so that motherfucker could fight. He could. He could fight his ass off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, some. We'll see how that happens. Yeah, we'll see how it happens. What's your whole take on this back and forth for uh, Canelo and then De La Hoya coming uh, stepping forward and 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 when he didn't need to. Simply point out when he throws his left hook, he's on his heels, his head's up high. Why would you make a comment like that? And then Ganetto just letting him know. He, I mean, uh, I'm no punk, so he's going to strike back, in which he did. Is that real beef? Is that nonsense? Or does it it's nonsense, keep the, keep, keep the sport going? It's nonsense on Delahoy's part, bro. It sounds like you hating. You know what I'm saying? Like Delahoy, you you it sounds like you hating. Let Canelo be great. But a lot of fighters, a lot of older fighters do that. That's what they do, you know. Um when they not in the spotlight no more, they hate. They kind of hate on the younger generation, and it's normal. It, it honestly, it's a normal thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that most of the older fighters they do it. You know, I think if you look back at like um, Joe Lewis with Muhammad Ali, you know, he was like, "Yeah, Muhammad Ali couldn't beat me," and all that type of shit. That's just that's just how it is. But Delaware man, like, it just I feel like he kind of salty. He's salty about the situation. And that's all. Now he's gonna criticize him about he do this and he do that. Look, Canelo, Canelo could, could be potentially one of the greatest fighters, Mexican fighters ever. So, you know, you can say all the shit he's doing wrong, but he does a lot of shit right too at the same time. Doesn't he seem happier to you? I I, I said that to our, our guest the other the other day. We had uh Arnold Barboza and we were talking about him. Right. And I said, which is also a good tough fighter, Regis. Yeah, he is, he is. He 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 actually called me out before when I was a champion, but he wasn't. He wasn't on that level yet, you know. I don't know if he's on that level now, but he definitely wasn't on that level yet. When I saw him, I saw he fought in he fought in um out there in, out there in California, one of those stadiums, the famous yeah. stadium and shit like that. So he fought out there, and 
you know, he was pointing to me like I want he after this fight, he was like, I want your belt. I was like, bro, that's it. This is a three-round fight for me, brother. You better leave me the fuck alone. Cause yeah, I might look pretty <laughs> outside the ring, but when I get inside the ring, I'm an ugly motherfucker and I fight ugly. So yeah, leave me alone. But but um yeah, if you know what, if if me and him can make that fight one day, I think that'll be a good fight. You know his manager is, correct? Is Rick. Of course. Right, of course. We yeah, can definitely okay. make that fight. Rick ain't Rick gonna leave him. Stay, he gonna keep him away from me just like he kept Jose away from me. So Rick ain't gonna do that. I don't think so. <laughs> I want to ask you this uh, uh, about uh, about a trainer, Ben Davison. Is he the real deal? Is he working with quality fighters? Is he a flash, or is he what a lot of people are now calling the answer? I mean, listen, I don't know, but I think he he's a good trainer. I think he's a good trainer. In my honest opinion, I think he's a good trainer, bro. You know, I, I mean, I can't hate on him and say nothing bad about it. I think he's, I think he's a fucking good trainer. That's, that's I all that I got to Yeah, I think that's all I got to say about it. I think he's a good trainer. No, I, I support that statement. You know, June 19th, Triller, man, they're, they're, they're back at it. Theofimo Lopez, man, on, on the main card. I mean, he's making that jump. He's getting some extra zeros at the end of that check. Mm, that's good for I him, mean, bro. I like it. Was that a gangster move right there? I think it was, bro. I like it. I like. I'm. I'm. I'm a fighter, so I'm all for the fighters to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been doing this shit. You know, like us, we've been doing this shit for a long time. You know, and busting our busting our asses and grinding. So I love it when you know. I love it when fighters get paid. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I even all this YouTube shit going on, bro. I, I love when the fighters getting paid. You know, get paid what they deserve. For me, in my eyes, Teofimo is the best at 135 right now. He's definitely the best at 135. And, you know, he deserves a big payday. You know, I, I definitely think he deserves a big payday. So I'm glad he's getting that. Does he have that it factor, in your opinion? I think he does. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he does. You know, I think he he potentially does, yeah. You just got to keep proving it, you know? Like, that's the thing. You can have the it factor without, you know, you just got to keep proving it, bro. But I think I think Tiafimo, yeah, I definitely think he got the it factor. You know, when he moves up, um, no one's going to be able to control the rankings or, or say, okay, Regis, you're going to fight this fighter next and for this belt. I mean, he could possibly share the ring with you. That's fine. Yeah, okay. that's fine. I mean, no. that, listen, bro, when I say I fight anybody, I'm not playing, bro. I fight anybody. Like, I'm not going I'm not going to duck nobody and none of that shit. That's fine. Like, we can, you know, we, we can we can make that fight happen. Actually, it's, 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 it's funny. Like, me and him actually kind of cool, you know. No, so I was with him the whole time after that whole I night after that. I fought. I was with him. I got pictures and stuff like that with him. Me, my daddy, his daddy, you know, my son and his mama and stuff like that. We all taking pictures. We was that we was kind of together talking the whole time. So um, you know, if it happens, it happens. Regis, there, there's a guy in another card. I want you to keep an eye on him. After the fight, I, I want your assessment on him. He's he's a friend of mine. Uh, He's coming over from top rank. He's now going to be on the undercard, and that's Andy Altibaron Vincent, who's going to be on the show next Thursday. He's going to be fighting on the undercard as well. So just keep your eyes peeled, man, and uh, let me know what you think of his performance, his demeanor, and his skill set. You got to let me know before. Ah, get your ass down. You got to let me know before, so, you know. I, 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 will, I will. I will. He'll be on the show next Thursday, man. He'll be on the show next Thursday on the Fighter's Voice, Andy Altibaron Vincent's. Uh, mm -hmm. From San Jose, California, now residing, I believe, and um, nearby, man. That's, that's, cool. that's cool, bro. Uh, but I will we'll, say, we'll wait. We'll wait. A I mean, he's 130s, 135s, 130s. 
one third, one third. All right, that's cool. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, I'll keep it on, which means a shark. Right. Mm-hmm. So on. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug Thriller right now. June nineteenth. Make sure you know there's still tickets available. Get your tickets. It's it's taking place in Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure you order the fight on pay per view. Uh, you're gonna hear Snoop Dogg, and most of all, in my opinion, Regis, you're gonna hear the goat Jim Lampley a be on the headset on the microphone. Oh, Finally, yeah, Lampley, the I man is coming back. Yes, yes, sir. I know Jim Lampley was gonna be there. That's what's up. That's good, bro. That's real cool. I know that. What's your whole take on that? I mean, with a, a veteran, um, a broadcaster who's, I mean, he did play by play with with you name it. He, he was behind the microphone. And I, now, you know what? Listen, and, I just don't know how it'll work out, you know, because Snoop Dogg is so fucking silly and playful, and Jim Lampley is gonna be so serious. So how is that gonna work out? They, I don't know how they gonna offset each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, so with my fight, it was um, you know, they had Ray Ray Flores, they had Jim, no, not Jim. They had Ray Flores, they had Al Bernstein, they had Snoop Dogg, and you know, and they was Mario all Lopez. trying to be Imaro Lopez and them. And they was. Most of them was all up there being silly and shit. Mario was serious. Mario was serious, you know, Mario was serious and stuff like that. But uh, most of them was up there being silly and, uh, yeah, Mario was serious and Al Bernstein was serious, you know. So it's it's kind of a mixed thing, bro. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it. I'm I'm old school, so I like I like when Jim Lampley and Larry Merchant. For me, listen, and I said it, I went on a little rant the other night, bro. Like, most of these dudes, dick riders, bro. Like, most of these fucking announcers and shit, they, like, they just kind of, you know, they just kind of dick rise these days, you know, like they don't tell the truth. It's like they scared of telling the truth. You know, back in the day, Larry, Larry Merchant got into it, everybody. That motherfucker got into it, all the fight. If you look like shit or if you fight a fight that, you know, he didn't think that was up to par, he would tell you a lot of fights didn't like it. You know, Floyd was like, man, fuck you. And he was like, if I was, if I was 50 years younger, I'll kick your ass and all that, yeah. you know, like, but I think just bring the real back, bro. Like for me, the world is becoming faker and faker, bro. It's just, that's just how it is, bro. The world is becoming softer and softer and faker and faker. You know, Teddy Atlas lost his job speaking the truth. Speaking the truth, bro. It's it's only a few people that's going to do that. There's only a few people that's going to speak the truth. Everything is so fucking political. You know what I mean? You could be political a little bit, but damn, like, you, like, fuck, don't, don't be all the way fake. You know what I'm saying? Like, why you got to be all the way fake? Like, just fucking... I don't know. I, I like Timothy Bradley. You know, he's fucking, I like him. He's real about things. Um, sometimes Andre Ross sounds a little, a little too paid. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll sound <laughs> a little like he's, um, you know, he's taking the extra check under the table sometimes. Sometimes he's real, but sometimes he's like, all right, all right, the ESPN check is good. You know, I know, I understand the ESPN check is good for you, but Timothy Bradley, most of the time he'll keep it real. I like that. Uh, he keeps it real and stuff like that, but you just gotta like real, bro. Like, the world is becoming fucking fake. That's just it. You know, the world is becoming fake and shit. It's just, I don't know. I just, is is I don't like it. Regis, I'm going to read you a, a sentence and I'm going to let you complete the sentence. Mm-hmm. If I was not a boxer, I would be. Just enjoying life, brother. I don't know what I'd be. I'll be enjoying life. You know, so before I was, before I started making real money in boxing, I was a personal trainer. You know, I was a personal trainer at LA Fitness for six years, and then I worked at Title Boxing Gym another, you know, another two years. So, you know, if I wasn't, I just would be enjoying life, bro. I just believe in, I, I believe in living life. I believe in enjoying life, bro. That's just what I believe in. I, as far as job, I don't know, just something that I can enjoy my life. That's all. The only thing I'm afraid of is 
don't know, bro. Um, not living up to my full potential. Yeah, not living up to my full potential, bro. I, I got a lot. You know, I, I wake up and I thank God every day that I'm healthy, that I'm in this, that I'm in this position I'm in, and that I'm just healthy. Because if I'm healthy, I can do anything. I really believe that, like about myself. You know, a lot. I never believed that coming up in the walls. I never believed I could really do anything. But now, I really believe, bro. I really fucking could do anything. You know, it, it ain't nothing I can't fucking do. You know, what I'm saying I really believe I can do anything. So for me, I'm just afraid of not living out my full potential. You know what I'm saying? Just letting my gifts go to waste. A lot of people do that. They get their their God gifted, God gifts them with something, and they let that shit go to waste. I'm not doing that. After a fight, all I want to do is have sex. <laughs> <laughs> have sex, bro. All I want to do is fuck. You know, I, I uh, a month before the fight, I can't do shit. You know what I'm saying? So I even matter of fact, I even I don't I don't even sleep in the same room with my wife. I fucking go. I go upstairs and I sleep up there. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even sleep in the same room. So after that, it's like, yeah, I, you know, I want at first, that's what I want to fuck something. And then after that, I'm going on, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> Make you sure you put that out there too. But what was that? Make sure you put that out there. That, that clip. Make sure you go ahead. I know you can put some clips out there. Make sure you roll that clip out there. I'm I'm gonna put that one out there for you. I love spending money on. Others, others, bro. I like I like blessing other people. You know what I'm saying? But myself too, of course, myself. But I like I like blessing other people. I definitely like helping other people, and you know, just be able to do these things. To uh, I never in my wildest dream thought this I could do this type of shit. I never really thought that, bro. Like I didn't bless so many people, and I went on a little rant the other day, saying how um I really, I really blessed. Directly or indirectly, everybody around me, bro. Literally, everybody around me, I helped them out. I blessed them. I elevated their lives. Like, I didn't, I mean, I didn't put people in just different life positions. Just help people and put them in just, just elevate them all the way to the top. Put them in different life positions. I, I like doing that. It's, it's, and I, I believe that if if God, if you want to chosen ones and God, God blesses you with these talents, you're supposed to do that. So, you know, you do it to a certain extent. Don't get fucked over. Don't let nobody take advantage of your shit. But, you know, you, you can always help people out. If I was the co-host of the Fighter's Voice, the show would. Well, what? 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 What, what happened? No, I, this is you. Finish it. If I was the co-host of the Fighter's Voice, the show would. I don't know, bro. I don't know how to answer that. The show would. I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know how to interview people. So it I would blow the hell up. You're right. That bitch would be blown up. You're right. That bitch would be blown all the way up. You, you're right about that. I'll blow that motherfucker up. <laughs> Speaking of blowing things up, my man, I mean, you're, 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 you're a cash cow now. You're happy. Um, you got every single thing that you dreamed of growing up. And then, and then some. And, and you continue to to open doors for others as yourself, you know, your family, um, live life. I don't want to say on the edge, but live life to the fullest. To the fullest. I do live on the edge. You could say that on the edge and to the fullest. To the fullest for me is on the edge for a lot of people. Why is that? I mean, is that something that you just, you know, didn't do when you were little and you're doing it no, now? I've been like this. I've been like this. So money I has just... nothing to do with it at all. No, no, absolutely not. I've been like this, but I'm impulsive. I told you I'm impulsive. I'm a very impulsive person. That's the word. If if that's the perfect word for me, it's very impulsive. I just do what I want when I want to. You know, that's 
that's one thing about me. Um, my, me and my little cousin always laugh about this. He'd be like, "What you doing today?" And I always be like, "Whatever the fuck I want to do." Like I literally just do whatever I want to do every day. Like what I'm just very impulsive. I can, um, and I, I get distracted easily. So like I said the other day with the whole go kart thing, I was moving. I had the movers at my house, and I literally I just like you know what I'm gonna go on the go kart, and I fucking flipped the fucking go kart, and then I had my coach's truck, and I got the fucking truck stuck in the mud. So it's like I just I just I did all kinds of shit, bro. And we spent like an hour doing that shit, getting that shit out, getting the fucking like an hour and a half getting that out while the movers at my house. So I'm a, I'm just a very impulsive person, bro. That's it. But um, I gotta get out of here, brother. I gotta ask you one last question. One last question. What's up? What's I know you. I know you're friends with with Mark Wahlberg. How right. would he do in an exhibition against Mario Lopez for three, four rounds? I don't know. They're friends. I can't put them against each other. <laughs> I don't know Mario. Listen, I know Mario can fight for sure. I don't know. I never really. I know Mark is in shape. He lift weights and all that shit. But I never seen him throw his hands. I never seen I seen Mario throw his hands at the gym before. So, you know, we all trade at Tank Goosen out there in LA together. So I don't know, bro, but I know Mario can fucking, you know, Mario can throw hands and shit, but I can't put them against each other. They're friends. Hey, how do we follow you? How do we support you, Regis? Man, look on on Twitter, bro, it's at our program on Instagram at Regis Program. How do we follow your YouTube channel? Uh the YouTube is Ruga Life TV. Ruga Life, yeah, Ruga Life TV. Um, R O U G A L Y F E TV. Ruga Life, and, yeah. And for, and for more of those videos that you send me, how, how do I watch those? How, how, how does everybody else follow those? Where you oh, in the swamp, you're swimming with alligators and eating crabs and what have you. Bless you. Thank you. Just look at just look at the um, YouTube, bro. Just look at the YouTube video, bro. They on there. Everything on there. Hey, what do you got to say to everybody that watches and supports the rigor room? Man, just keep watching, bro. Y'all, every time you watch me, it's going to be some different shit. I'm going to be honest. I tell the real. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to do. And, of course, in the ring, I kick ass. I fuck niggas up. That's what I do. Well, as always, I appreciate it. Hey, as always, I appreciate your time. You're always good to us. And as always, man, thumbs up for Richie. All right, all right brother. Holla at you. Thank you. Yeah. You say you're going tonight. Don't miss out. Now you can listen to the Fighter's Voice Podcast Radio Show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio. New show, new topics, new look, bringing you the latest news. Every fighter has a voice, and so do you. For the hottest and latest in sports and entertainment, exclusive interviews with the biggest names in the sport of boxing and MMA. I'm Robert Garcia. I'm Jose Ramirez. Hey guys, this is Mikey Garcia, and I'm here with the Fighter's Voice.